Welcome everybody to For Your Run. It's me, Sean. Guess what, everyone? Blair's still not here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Blair's no, she Blair's made it back. back. <laughs> Dang Big it, news. she made it back. God, Blair, so Blair is back. Without her, now she's here again. Shoot. <laughs> When I said that just now, Blair, I thought of like all of those um, like Burger King commercials when they're like, chicken fries are back. Like Blair is back. Man, I love a chicken fry. I, I, I do love a chicken fry. I mean, chicken nugget in a fry shape, total hey. win. Why haven't they gotten the Nobel Peace Prize is what I I'm wondering know, at this point. actually. And they're you like in a chicken? convenient container and I can just snack. Yeah, with a little bit of spice. I mean, the, the I mix. I mean, really, it's I'm okay wonderful. with the chicken fry. I'm glad you didn't just say a, McRib because that no, one's gross. No, no. So, uh, Burger King, Burger King reps, if you're listening, chicken fries, <laughs> keep it up. I mean, yeah, and then I'd like checkers fries. I mean, we could go into all Let's the Let's really food. go. Let's really, really go. I'm really hungry right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready yeah. to talk about all of our favorite foods. <laughs> uh, guess what, everybody? The intro today is 17 minutes long, just about food. Um, oh, oh, I really oh. like food, though. <laughs> You know what they you know, I'm just going to drop some knowledge on you, Blair. Food is my favorite food group. It's just the one. I really just do. I like, I just, and I really like sugar. I don't eat a lot mm-hmm. of it because I know it's bad for me, but I really right. like it. <laughs> so through um, now that we're about four or so weeks removed from me having COVID thinking I could still live my life, the which newsflash everyone couldn't, um, but <laughs> tried. Um, the thing that my body has given me is that like I used to be able to just kind of go through the day without eating a lot, which is an what? anomaly because I, <laughs> I am tall and you would think that my body requires tons of fuel. But the thing that's kind of hung around is I still, I'm to the point now where my body is still like, what in the hell is for dinner? Which used to really not be the case. Like I used to just like sometimes forget meals. I would just forget (laughs) and it would be fine. I don't like this at all. I don't, well, I I mean, I didn't particularly (laughs) like it either, but my body now is like, hey, guess what? We actually really like eating and we're going to tell you about Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yes. I'm for so, that every two hours and there needs I, to be a snack. <laughs> I, for everyone else out there, every now and again lately, I've just been texting Blair to be like, hey, um, <laughs> just wanted to re- just let you know that I just ate a whole can of Pringles yeah, in so we- <laughs> 15 minutes. So I'm living my best life. So Sean and I may have, you know, been navigating some like um, more challenging seasons of our life lately. So yes. finding the silver lining of things has not been as easy. Um, it's been really like a work in progress. So right. we are texting each other with the um, <laughs> emotional eating. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I can't remember. I think I ate a whole bag of white cheddar popcorn. You ate a whole bag of white cheddar <laughs> popcorn. But I, I had something else with you it. it. You chased it. And I was I really proud of you. I, I was remember. really, really proud. It's like a dessert product, I think. It was, it was. And, um... Now what I really think we should start bl- doing, Blair, is we should turn our Instagrams into our achievements of eating. Less like everyone else on our feed ran seven miles today, had a great, th- you know, had a great time. And me will be like, ate two pints of Ben and Jerry's. Feeling great. Um, well, we did actually find some new ice cream, so we don't eat dairy in the house. And it yes, is yes. like made out of avocados. It's so good. What? What? I know. Avocados. I know. know. So it was like a double, I think it was like deep dark chocolate or like scary dark chocolate or something. And then there was like a Java chip one. 
So good. <laughs> Just when you thought avocados had done all they could do, people started cramming them in ice cream. That's right. Well, you know, there's not a lot of like non-dairy things you can make ice cream out of. This is true. <laughs> and avocados, you know, it's a healthy fat, also kind of creamy. It's <laughs> ice cream. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You know, I'm just excited for it. So <laughs> I, and as I have for the last three weeks, Blair, I fully support your eating Thank decisions. You. Thank you. <laughs> also like Pringles too. I mean, I'm really yeah. hungry. I didn't eat lunch. <laughs> Me neither. You didn't. Yeah. I just no. got really caught up in some stuff for work. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like I should work out today. And I did. And then. We did this. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. The smoothie. Still have my smoothie. How about you? <laughs> I think I'm probably gonna have a smoothie for dinner. It's no. not gonna be. It's, it's not. not it's not gonna be. Hey, for this guy, it's dinner. It's not gonna be a baby smoothie. It's gonna no, be. No, it's a giant. A full adult smoothie. That's right. Ready to go in. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, everybody, now that you have been um, just delighted Inundated with all of our food. <laughs> explorations yeah let us know what your favorite food is we're, we need some foods to add that's that's right we're not asking out of just pure we just want more food we really want to try some more things food. so if you've got some new like junk food favorites that you like yeah. to enjoy let us know and if you would like to mail Blair I a Burger King chicken fry gift card ask us I'll for our address we'll go get it alright so everybody Today, we have a really awesome day. Yeah, a wonderful guest. Her name is Angela. She is just so awesome. I have been following along on her journey through 2021. You know her on IG as Good Running 26.2. She has, you know, she was diagnosed with breast cancer early this year. She said, to hell with you, I will run a marathon. She is training for that right now. (laughs) She had so many wonderful things, most of which I think I am so excited for all of you to get Mm -hmm. to, which is the secret marathon. (laughs) We're not telling you what that is. You'll have to listen. You're going to have to get there. I love Angela's outlook on this thing called secret marathons. I laughed about as hard as I've laughed in a little while at listening to her break this down. (laughs) It was a good guffaw. (laughs) I loved it so much. Um, So Angela, yes, is training for the Indie Monumental Marathon. We think that she's going to totally crush it and we can't wait. And as you'll hear in our episode, if anyone is going to Indie, we need some runner support <laughs> to make sure she can get through Indy and no one stops her. So That's right. She needs you out on the course. She needs you <laughs> preventing things from coming down. Yes. Keeps it all upright. Run community rise up and become yeah. the race organizers of Indy Monumental. <laughs> it's going to be you, professional cheering needs to occur that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We will be cheering her on from Here, afar, yep. but yep. we cannot wait. Do we want to talk about any more food, Blair, or is it time for us no, to probably head off? I'm ready. I'm ready for her to share because okay. she's an amazing human, and it's a great conversation for the month for breast cancer awareness. So it's great. One, I know that you answered that genuinely, but is it also 
because you're just a little bit hungry. No, I actually don't get angry. <laughs> I can just like compart. Remember, we're, you and I are really good at compartmentalizing. So I just Me took my hunger and I put it in a tiny little file box. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in a tiny little file box and now it's just away and I don't think about it anymore because this is now. way more fun. It's <laughs> good. We will starve ourselves if it means we can podcast and forget about everything else that's going on. Okay, everybody, listen, we are done dragging this one out because we really do want to get to Angela. She is awesome and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks, everybody, for coming along. We appreciate it. It's 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 happening, Angela. It's finally happening. We finally get to talk to you. Audio is working. Video is working. Technology is being our friend. Oh, my I know. Goodness. It can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> our foundation is set. Let's yes. go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is. We've, in the uh, proverbial running terms, our warm up is complete. And for Blair and I, it is hardly ever a real warm up. So it works perfectly. No, we're the really the worst at warming up. We just like to go right at it. That's right. <laughs> and then one usually why we takes feel bad. me about four miles to warm up. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yes. I have I have had many a run where I'm like, maybe I should have warmed up because like by the time it's over, I feel fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Angela, how is your day going today? How's everything been? I saw you got out for a run and uh, I'll just let you talk about how everything's going. <laughs> um, my day has been good, but I did um, go out for another long run this morning after a kind of long run yesterday. I mean, 10 miles for marathon training at this point point of like peak weeks doesn't it sounds cut back but when you're trying to do it as a run walk it takes forever or at least right. it takes me forever so it's i just feel like i ran an ultra <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, well you kind of are running an ultra <laughs> like, in a way yeah because yeah. i'm expecting my race to take you know, I'm hoping, basically, I'm hoping to beat the fin beat them taking down the finish line, which is at six and a half hours. So if you consider, you know, being out there that long, you kind of do have to train for an ultra in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, we've said multiple times, like the people who are out on the course, the longest are really true athletes because like, it's so hard on you mentally and physically to be out there for that amount of time while you see multiple people like passing and finishing and it's very challenging it is and it's not like they're suffering less than no. somebody that finishes in under three hours or right something. right so yeah Ooh, we'll yeah. see this is gonna be this is gonna be challenging and might be a nail biter i'm i'm <laughs> I was pretty close at one point during my my 45 second walks that I was giving myself today. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm just I'm just going to pull up. I'm just going to pull up the indie app. I'm going to switch it. I'm, I'm switching to the half. Yeah. And then and then it would beep and I'd have to run again. And then I was like, <laughs> didn't give you I, enough I'll time. just make it to the next. I'll make it to the next walk break. OK, OK. And so, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to put on any more miles today because I was that close. <laughs> so understandable. Like, totally yeah. understandable. <laughs> I mean, in a roundabout way, though, I've read so, like um, 
when I trained for my first full, there was that suggestion of like, just stack your weekend miles. So like the 24 hour miles is like, a, you know, the equivalent of like one super long run. So in a way you've gotten like sure. 23 miles on your, on your legs in about 24, 26 hours. So we're going to find the silver linings here, Angela, and we're going to call that your victory. <laughs> That's where we're at. Thank you. I think the victory today is that I did not in fact uh, <laughs> switch my, my registration. That is a victory. That is a victory. That's right. You're, you didn't give yourself enough walk recovery time to change your mind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Had I been doing four minute, one minute, you know, things might be different on this call. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, thank goodness for your pivot to the 45 second walk then. That's where we're going to find it. Exactly. Yep, that's where you'll remain now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, it, uh, you know, the three of us are having a conversation here today. And for everyone listening, it's Sunday. And we've just watched and monitored a lot of people running Chicago and a few other races and just from following a number of people, it, it seems like some sun and some heat like just overwhelmed the city of Chicago all at once. And to a lot of people's credit, they're like you were watching their charts and it seemed like the sun arrived for everybody at the exact same moment. But they've all rallied. They all crossed the finish line. They all rocked 26.2 miles, even if they might not feel it in this exact moment, they all did it. And much to what we're talking about with you, you know, they were, they were, you know, I actually had conversations with a few of them in the race and some struggle buses were had, but they are crossed that line. They have exited the struggle bus and, uh, they've, they've rocked the marathon again. So, I'm super proud of all those people. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's some parallels in that a little bit for you today, Angela. So I was actually tracking friends on my app as I was run walking today. And yeah. actually that that did help me, mm -hmm. too. Um, and then another um, a, a friend that I have just made recently who um, just finished chemotherapy for breast cancer. Actually, I think the longest long run she had done was five miles recently. And she went and did her virtual boss in all 26.2 miles this morning. So Whoa. she texted me while she was, yeah, I mean, she did, she said mostly walking, but I mean, I would be thrilled to finish in the time that she finished in. And she texted me while I was, you know, like stopped in the middle of the path thinking, what am I doing out here? Yeah. But knowing that she was going to do all 26.2 as a virtual this morning kind of kept me going too. Yeah, that that's amazing. I huge, can't even huge imagine. Drops. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I, I literally was having a conversation with, um, my sister-in-law this morning, she's training for Richmond and it's her first. So she's having those mental um, insecurities at this point of when should I do my last long run? And I feel like I'll lose all my athleticism. And I was like, oh, her first marathon taper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, you've run some twenties. You've done a great job. You're not like, you're not going to lose it. Um, and now just there, you just cited, you know, a friend that had been doing fives and just 
got out there and just rocked a 26.2 virtual. That is amazing. Um, so massive congrats to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably not the way you normally want to do it if you no. <laughs> want to avoid injury or anything like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes just finishing that distance is, I mean, agreed. that's quite an accomplishment. Totally agreed. Well, I know that um, 2021 has been, you know, uh, 2021 arguably has, I think, been heavy for many people in many different ways. Um, you have been, you know, juggling a lot, I'm sure, mentally and physically um, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And through all of this, I, I wanted to just lead off with, um, I think your transparency in everything has certainly like, you know, impacted so many people and your determination and grit. And like I said, just a few minutes ago, thank goodness for 45 second walks instead of minute walks this morning. But um, I really wanted to just take a minute and say thank you for all of that. Um, I have a friend that lives near me. I think that she's even reached out to you recently to talk to you. And um, I, I, you know, only through seeing everything that you were talking about, the second that um, she was brave enough to share what she's going through with me, I was like, Angela, go find <laughs> Angela now. Um, she did. She did reach out to me. And I think we pretty much have been talking like every couple of days or so, just checking in with each other. And yeah. She's a good cheerleader too for, you yeah. know, other people. And then we talk just about, you know, what it's like and what to expect and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, her, her really great friend that runs with her so much. And I talk quite often right now because I'm the type of person that doesn't want to like superimpose on people when they're in those things. So I check in with her friend and, uh, the funny thing about her is just that she's such a great cheerleader, but I, you know, sometimes you can be the greatest cheerleader, but you don't necessarily want to be cheered for like, you, you know, sometimes, but she's so determined and she's, um, you know, just such a strong person. So, um, yeah, the, the, the second that, that her and I had that conversation, I was like, Angela is, I think the perfect person for you to talk to. So I'm, that, that makes me really happy that she's been able to have some conversations with you. And uh, so that that's great. And so yeah, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you did that. And um, I have other running friends and IG friends that have also done the same because unfortunately one in eight women in yeah. their lifetime will be diagnosed with breast cancer. And I never, I guess it just was never really on my radar <laughs> until this year, but because, you know, I have um, a lot of friends and now that they know what I'm going through because I've been very public, yeah. just the number of people who have referred somebody else because they just found out that their friend, you know, just, it's yeah. kind of crazy, scary. It, it is. I'm glad that I can be helpful. Well, and I mean, Tremendous kudos too for being that available. I'm sure that, you know, sometimes that can even feel marathon-ish in uh in weight on its own merit. So um just big thanks. I for feel that, so. like um I mean 
like what I have shared on IG up till this year, you know, just in the running community, the whole social media scene for me was always just about running. So yeah. I, I really didn't follow much else, but there is, and I imagine there's this for any topic really, but there is quite a strong breast cancer community as well. And so I, I feel like now I kind of sit in the, in the middle, you know, with that. And then within that, I think a lot of people are starting to find me and I'm connecting with athletes who yeah. have been diagnosed with breast cancer. And I'm really glad because I could, I had a really hard time finding that for myself when I was first diagnosed. I mean, a lot of people, you know, have been running afterwards, you know, when they're done, but I, I just didn't know. I couldn't find that many examples of mm -hmm. people that continued while they were actively going through treatment. Um, because, you know, they, they want you to exercise, but right. a lot of times that just means go for a half mile walk or, right. you know, whatever you can do. And I, you know, whenever I could, I would try to run. It looked very different earlier in the spring. Now um, I'm on a kind of a second line of chemo and it's not it's more targeted so as you can see i kept i'm keeping my hair this time very it's exciting good. yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it's not the same type that i was uh having earlier in the year so i i was hoping maybe it would let me keep get my paces back but it doesn't seem to be the case but um but i am able to still do distance which is good mm -hmm. um and yeah, so this year it's, it's been kind of a crazy ride and I've been making it up as I go along, like in terms of uh, what I feel I could, could accomplish and, um, and still, you know, recover well from treatment, of course, because mm -hmm. that's the top priority. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of guidance out there. So I'm glad that I'm starting to connect with other athletes as they're just starting to go through this um, because um, the the usually whenever you first diagnose the if you have to have chemo it's also cumulative mm -hmm. so that can be just kind of another challenge and I, I wasn't really training for anything specific in the spring I was just you know, trying to do whatever I could do. Um, and I would make up little goals as I went, you know, or like as I figured things out and how to get more energy, you know, just through better nutrition or basically forcing myself to eat and, yeah. you know, drink smoothies to get calories and protein in. And then I realized whenever I do that, surprise, I had more energy so I can also, <laughs> you know, run more. But it took me a good couple months to figure that out because you the last thing you want to do is eat. But then if you don't eat, all you want to do is lie around. And, you know, so I'm glad that I can um, help some women that are going through it now who may be runners and are hoping to continue to run that I can give them those tips up front that took me a while to figure out on my own. Yeah. Is, is that where the run walking intervals? And I, I know that you've used um, some data recently, to, like monitor your recovery and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so a friend of mine, um, Amanda had been using whoop, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which is 
kind of, I mean, Garmin has gotten better about adding stuff, you know, like with your sleep, it's more detailed and, and it has like the body battery and things like that. But for me, I, I noticed that like the sleep data wasn't that accurate because I would literally be lying there for hours trying to sleep. And I know I wasn't actually yeah. sleeping, but I wasn't moving. And it, it, and it, it tends to give me more credit mm. than I know I deserve <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas with whoop, um, that is very, it seems for me to be more accurate. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a good tool that I've been using, um, just to make sure that I am recovering properly, not just from, um, running um, mm -hmm. and train now marathon training, but then just also like in the cycle of getting treatments, like I went through radiation a, a month ago or a couple months ago. And I, it's just like anything else, like as you're training, your body doesn't really um, like it knows stress, but right. it doesn't really care what it's coming sure. from. Yeah. Chemicals or radiation mm -hmm. or just, you know, mental stress or anxiety or whatever it is like your body just knows it as stress and that can affect your resting heart rate. It can affect, you know, the quality of sleep. So I've just always... I used to be an engineer. And so for me, it's always been fun analytics, to analytics, analytics, analytics. Exactly. <laughs> like I love all the love data. The Give me all the data. <laughs> yes. Love yeah. numbers. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm not an engineer, but I'm, I'm a developer, like just for, you know, sites and, and applications. And, um, I, I can get overwhelmed, uh, on analytics if I so allow myself to very quickly, um, and I was internally laughing quite a bit while you were talking about Garmin sleep scores and things like that. I just, mm -hmm. I don't even wear my Garmin to sleep anymore. Cause I would get mad when I would wake up in the morning, <laughs> I would be like, I had a terrible night's rest and it's given me like seven and a half hours of sleep. How or, dare you give me a good score. <laughs> and, or I would feel like I slept like a rock and woke up super rested and it'd be like, yeah, but you didn't get REM sleep for a lot of that. So it was kind of garbage. And I'd be like, come on, man, give me a little bit, give me something. Um, so yeah, I, I got to the point where I was like, no, you don't get to sleep in my bed anymore. Garmin watch you stay on the kitchen or on the bathroom sink. I will come back to you in the morning. And that's our relationship now. Um, that's funny. I, she, I am actually like, like double wristing it. I, I, love I it. have Garmin on one and then the whoop on the other. And I do sleep with both of them. And that's how I can tell, like, you know, Garmin gives me two hours of extra sleep than whoop. But, um, so I do tend to use the whoop data in terms of helping me decide what to do. Like sometimes I don't actually know what I'm going to run or if I'm going to run on a given day, yeah. um, because it really depends on, you know, how well I have slept, how my recovery is. And then of course, how I feel as well. But yeah. um, I, uh, the, the way I have been training um, for this marathon actually is that I have been working with um, the same coach for like the past three years. I think it's been uh, Roadrunner 309, Brian Locke. 
And he helped me get like basically a PR in every single distance last year. And so going into this year, we were all set. We were, you know, (laughs) I'm ready to train for this BQ now. And, you know, everything was all lined up until, until January. But um, so he has continued to write my plans and, but we do it a little differently now. So instead of like, telling me each day, like how many miles to run or what workouts to do. Um, He will give me like just a note at the start of each week and a target range. Ranges are important because that way you can really decide on how you feel, you know, if you you go for the top number or just eke by or whatever, but he'll give me a weekly total for mileage. Um, that will hopefully, you know, be in a plan that, that will get me to 26.2 in in about less than a month. Um, And then, and then also a target long run range. So um, for, for example, for this week, I was supposed to run like 14 to 17 miles for my long run. And then um, for, 44 to 47 miles for the week. And then he did used to give me like an optional quality workout as Mm -hmm. well, like one or two qualities. And that was actually going well for me after I finished the first set of chemo because my blood levels were coming back and I was getting excited to do like workouts again. And, and I actually, we figured out my MP, you know, my marathon pace. And I started like fantasizing about who maybe I could still run, you know, this <laughs> like yep. my blood keeps coming back and right. you know, that kind of thing. But then once I started this other set of chemo, it's looking like it's coming back down. So I switched to run walking at that point. Um, but yeah, so he gives me optional qualities, although um, more recently I've kind of dropped those in favor of like we took away all intensity and we're just going for uh, more volume, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that that's even an important thing. Like you were saying when you were first diagnosed that you were really feeling like it was difficult to even just find runners that you know, people in our community Mm -hmm. that you could kind of, you know, share experience with did how much, like, do you think that he as a trainer also had to evolve quite a bit in how he trains? Like, I think that that might be a really interesting perspective too, of, um, you know, to each their own, some people are going to enter, um, that diagnosis in different mindsets, but, it, I think that it's a really interesting thing to think about too, that, you know, trainers, that's probably not your um, stereotypical person that you're training with a marathon for. So how do you think that that shifted for him? Was it a challenge for him initially to be like, whoa, this is way different from what I've done. And then how is that adapted? Yeah, I think he would say it was quite a challenge, although he was good at <laughs> at, you know, kind of keeping that to himself. And <laughs> he's very encouraging and, you know, just like gives me almost daily feedback. Cause I, well, I mean, I run 
about, I run six out of seven days of the week or do something anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, so then I log what I do and I usually, you know, will put comments down and then he'll give me feedback on that. So even though he's not giving me a daily plan, you know, he's following along daily and then we adjust if needed. Like yesterday I was supposed to do the 14 to 17 miles and I got to mile 10 and my heart rate had spiked Although now I think we realize it was because I was talking to a friend on the phone and I was getting all excited <laughs> about something. And I probably should have just kept running instead of, you know, talking on the phone, but it was worth it. So I, I kind of saw my heart rate spike to threshold and thought, oh, no, I already have to stop. And I'm only, you know, 10 miles in. And, and so I did. But then. I thought about it and I was like, well, I could just run the rest on the treadmill, but that's where I, I then worked with him and said, would you rather I right. finish seven more after lunch or start over tomorrow and we'll just make this kind of like ultra running, you know, mm-hmm. where you do back to back long ish runs yeah. and then the whole combined is still a good stimulus, you know, for mm-hmm. training for a marathon. And he actually said to, uh, you know, start over and try for like three hours or three and a half hours, which I did get to three hours today. Um, and because it was more marathon specific. So it's been really good for me to have him just to bounce things off of. Absolutely. Um, but I think for, to answer your question for him, I think it has been very challenging because there's just, I, I don't know, there's just not a lot out there. I mean, there are exercise specialists for cancer Mm -hmm. patients. Like that's actually, you know, a degree that you can get. And, um, but, and actually I did actually order the course for that because I was so like desperate for information. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like I had gone through the RRCA run coaching course myself, not really to become a coach, but just because I wanted the knowledge for myself and understand like how training works and Mm -hmm. everything. So I actually did like the, the level one and the level two of that and, you know, trained a few friends just for fun or whatever, just to test it out. Um, But mostly it was for my own knowledge. So whenever I was looking for information I saw that there were specialists in this, you know, for, for helping, you know, exercise with cancer patients. So I ordered the material and I flipped through it really fast looking for like, how do you, how do you continue, you know, training? I don't know what I was thinking it, it would have in there, but <laughs> all it was the answers. like I was expecting <laughs> at all. It was kind of like, um, you know, basically teaching you about different types of cancer, teaching you about like all of the special challenges of each type. And then we're just talking like, it's basically follow the same guidelines as everybody else in terms of how many minutes of exercise you're supposed to get. And, but it was not, it was not what I was looking for. Sure. <laughs> just, um, and I, you know, if I, if we come across any articles or whatever, we share them with each other, but yeah. Really, um, I think he and I have just been making it up <laughs> as we go. So. Well, yeah, I'm sure I, you'd have to. I was mm-hmm. I was interested too, and in like, so when you come back to him with like, you know, this is where we are, but I want to keep Indy on the map. How like 
what is his reaction? What is your mindset in approaching that? Like, how does that all come together? Um, I think I can't remember now when I declared that I was going to try to run a full <laughs> marathon, but, um, I mean, there was no question in the spring that it just wouldn't have been a possibility. Like, I mean, I ran a half marathon, like during the second, I think it was like my second chemo session, Mm -hmm. but that was kind of before my blood levels just tanked (laughs) and they just kept going, you know, really, really downward slope and then way below normal um, after that. So I could kind of feel like, okay, this is one of those things where I could train all I want, but it's not me. I'm not getting necessarily less fit from, you know, because of training. It's just, it's, that's what chemo does. It basically is designed to take you to the brink of death basically without actually killing you. And then you, you know, build back out of that. So, um, So I just decided, you know, I'm going to let the medicine do what it's supposed to do. And I'll just supplement with exercise as I can. Um, And a lot of my runs, like looking back, I mean, I ran, but sometimes it was like, a quarter mile and then, you know, five minute break trying to catch my breath and then another half mile maybe put together and then run to the bathroom, you know? So yeah. it was just like, whatever I could do, I just pieced it together and added up the miles and that was going to be good enough. Like just, you know, the movement um, and they ask you to keep, keep moving because that actually helps you recover faster and it helps you reduce side effects as well. Um, the chemo that I'm on now is, is very different and the side effects are way lighter. Okay. Um, That's great. And yeah. so I am able to piece together run walks and, and honestly, I'm not sure anymore. Like even whenever I was running those workouts earlier um, when I thought I was getting faster, but I was, I was still stopping my watch a lot, you know, like, um, and I, I guess I, I forgot like how much rest you actually get, like your heart really can come, your heart rate comes down. If you're just, you know, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to use the bathroom and, you know, or whatever. But every time you stop your garment or your watch, whenever you're doing that, you get a break. And so um, more recently I had decided like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to finish this marathon, I need to know what my true pace (laughs) is here, like without all the breaks, Mm -hmm. because I may or may not, I might be cutting it really close. And I think I, I probably will be, although I was expecting like some of these peak weeks to be in much cooler weather. Yeah, I did have like one really good long, like I think it was 15 or 16 miles where it was, I think the dew point was 48. Oh, oh, (laughs) glorious. That that does not compute in Blair world over there. 48. doesn't know what that's like. (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I think it was 84 today. (laughs) We're kind of excited for 84. (laughs) Although I remember when I did meet you a couple years ago, 
at Indy with the the one with the bathrobes to keep warm. Yep, we were freezing. <laughs> I do remember thinking, wow, how are these Florida runners yep. going to survive? Yep. <laughs> this, this we were trying to stave off uh, frostbite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't. I I'm excited for everyone. I want you all to have fall, and so because then sometimes that trickles down a little, so that I get like you know upper seventies. So that's <laughs> that's ex- yeah. exciting for me. But um, are the run walk intervals going well? Do you like them? Um, I can't say that I like them, but I like the mental aspect Mm -hmm. of it. I think is it's really helping me. I avoided run walks for the longest time, even though this is another example of where my coach actually told me (laughs) in the spring that I should try run walking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was too stubborn to actually do it, partly because I wanted the data about running and then data about walking. And I wanted to know what my running pace was versus my walking pace. And I didn't want it to be all jumbled up together in a run walk. (laughs) (laughs) Even though, you know, it doesn't even matter. It's just, you know, it's miles. But so he had suggested it and I kind of rejected it at first. (laughs) But then, um, you know, we tried again and I did speed read through um, the, you know, just like the manual of like run, walk, run, and um, just to see if there were any tips or anything like that. And the principle of it, I understand. And theoretically, you can go longer with it because you stop or you find, you know, what interval is good for you. And you actually, you stop to walk before your running muscles do get tired. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't setting intervals, you might tend to like wait until, oh, I think, you know, my my calves are starting to get tired. I'll just stop and walk. But like the whole, the actual run, walk, run principle is that you're always, you're always walking before you need to. And so you can go a long time with your heart rate, you know, staying low. And then theoretically, they say that at a lot of marathons, like you'll see that the run walkers will pick it up in the last like third of the race and start passing people who are at that point, you know, they were running straight and now their muscles are giving out and they're bonking Mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe (laughs) I can do that or hang on to that, the the idea of that. Um, So, I mean, I like, I, I do like the mental aspect where at at this point, like I'm doing like four minutes running and then I've been playing around with the walk interval, but I can always just tell myself, like, just get to the next walk. Mm-hmm. Just get, it's only yeah. four minutes right? You know, right. or whatever it is that you use for the intervals. So it really does help you stay, like we say, stay in the mile that you're in or stay mm-hmm. in the interval that you're in. Yeah. And so even if you don't think like, and I try not to think too far ahead, like, how many miles do I have to go? But um, but if you just kind of look at it, how many minutes do I have until I get my next walk break? It's actually, it keeps you engaged. So yeah. I do like it for that. I, I still have this worry that like, how will I ever get past this? Like once I am able to run again, I'm sure I'll be able to, but, but I've, I have avoided it for so long because I'm just like, once I start walking, I won't want to just run continuously anymore. A hundred percent. That was where I too was when I 
came back to running Angela of like, but once I start walking, then I'll always want to walk. And, uh, I got to a point in like Chicago training where, you know, like you too, like when you first started indie training, you were like, no, I think I'll be able to like manage a time. And then things, you know, catch up with you. And I had an injury riddled marathon training and I kind of then approached Chicago with that, you know, not to the same extent, but I looked at the Chicago map for 2019 and I was like, there are 18 aid stations. So that means I get a drink 18 times. (laughs) So if I can just make it from table to table, I should be pretty solid and I'll, I'll take my moment to walk through that aid station and take as many cups as I see fit. But that's how I kind of then like Chicago kind of became like unlockable from a first time marathoner perspective of like, I get to drink 18 times. Like that's so many times. Um, and then it kind of felt achievable. So in a roundabout way. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do that too. Like that is their intervals is like yeah. aid station to aid station. And I I started thinking about it though. Like there might've only been two marathons in the 13 full marathons that I have finished that I didn't walk. So really, if I'm always <laughs> walking at some point, I mean, I walked a lot of Chicago 2017. I walked during Berlin, you know, it was just, I ran yeah. until I kind of mentally gave up and then I walked for miles. So how is this that different really? If right. I just strategically build in the walking right. and then hopefully I don't have, you know, miles and miles of feeling defeated toward mm-hmm. the end. So anyway, that's the, that's the idea behind it. it yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. And I think that, um, I think you're in the right, like I've had so many conversations too, a couple with a couple first time marathoners and this morning with my sister-in-law, she was like, I don't feel ready. And I was like, tell your brain you're ready. Like, that was the biggest breakthrough for me was after a really bad training run of 22 miles. I got out of that thinking I did that. So I like, you know, something in my brain decided that guess what? We can do this. And then everything got a little bit lighter. So I, you know, I I think that it's a great place for you to be in of like, you know, these things feel achievable. And, you know, a lot of the analytics suggest that um, you can be in a position where, some people are going to be walk, run, walking when you're run, walk, running. Um, (laughs) and maybe that'll, you know, catch itself up in a roundabout way. Um, and I, I, so you mentioned something to Blair and I, um, when we were talking about talking to you that Mm -hmm. I thought, and I, I know I told you this, but this is one of my favorite things I think that someone has ever told me. And that is (laughs) secret marathoning. (laughs) <laughs> I, you, you, you gave me that. And sometimes I just have to sit down and let something really wash over me because I love that. I love that. I am someone that gets very wrapped up sometimes in the, um, social pressurization mm-hmm. of moments, a hundred percent. And admittedly through my, my, you know, only marathon training, there are those moments of defeat and you almost feel that there's that awkward mental sense of guilt you place on yourself. I tell everyone about the good runs. I have to tell them about the bad runs and you just put this, you know, you stack and stack and stack pressure. And then here you come 
with this whole concept of secret marathon, <laughs> which I love. So can you talk about your secret marathons and the whole mindset yes. behind it? Because I was like, Angela has unlocked a cookie jar here. And I am <laughs> This all is in. the key, Sean. I, I want these cookies. Give me these cookies. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. So, yeah. So because of social media, like you said, I mean, there's pluses and minuses. You you like to post on there because you, you get the encouragement and people right. know that you're going and there's accountability behind mm -hmm. it and it keeps you motivated to go, you know? And so yeah. there's all those pluses until, until you get, until it's not going well or until <laughs> race day. And then you're like, oh gosh, I really put out there, you know, what my goal was. And now I don't know if I could, I don't know, you know, it's right. just, so there's just always been that pressure. Okay, so I discovered secret marathoning. I, think <laughs> I have to go back. Um, I think it was 2017 was my first secret marathon. I love I love um, this conversation so much. Like, it's so funny. But I have actually <laughs> I have a streak now going. Secret marathon every year since 2017. Well, you know what? We're not, we won't talk about it. We're not I mean, talking about it exactly. We're not talking about it because there wouldn't be a secret. But um, yeah, so 2017, I was training for. It was actually training for an ultra. It was one of those 24-hour mm -hmm. events where you do like one-mile loops for over and over again. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I, I wanted to get to 100k, so uh -huh. I was training as if I were training for a 100k straight. Although I had 24 hours to do it, and I did, I did finish that. But I was using plans where, um, you know, you you're basically like putting on so many miles that you have to do like a marathon as a training run. And then the next day you do a half marathon, you know, like that's just ultra training. Yeah. And I had signed up one, I, I was supposed to do a 50 K as well along the way. And then I <laughs> DNF'd it because I totally was um, underestimating what trail running is like. <laughs> own beast. <laughs> I didn't know how technical it was going to be. Um, so I had already DNF'd that. And then I was due to do a marathon, which was the Martian Marathon in 2017. And so that was all public, you know, it was just going to be a training run and I was just going to finish it. But that was the year. So the Martian Marathon was two days before Boston 2017, which was when like that crazy weather that we had. It was just yeah. like it was the same weather system, but it went through Michigan um, and the, right during when I was going to do it. And I DNF'd at mile 19. It was the first time I've ridden like a Red Cross truck or whatever to, to be rescued. And I had hypothermia and everything. Wow. And so I was kind of like, well, this is not going so well. I'm training for 100K and I DNF'd the 50K and the marathon. And that's like, you know, two of your key runs that you're supposed to get done. And then, um, so the week after the Martian Marathon was Glass City. And so I thought, oh, I did get 19 in for that maybe I'll see if it's still open. And I just signed up like as soon as I got home from the Martian <laughs> marathon and I didn't tell anybody 
I, love <laughs> I don't think I told this. anybody. I love it. And <laughs> I, the weather was looking so much better. Like it was, you know how it is in the spring in the yeah. Midwest. It could be, could be 80, could be 30, could be anywhere in between. I don't like any but, of that. <laughs> no. But Glass City, um, the weather was looking favorable. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it another shot. I'm just going to try it. And, um, and then I was going to, if I could finish that marathon, like I just wanted to break the curse of my DNFs basically. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I would turn around and do another half marathon, but I could do that wherever. And so I just went by myself. I didn't really know. I don't, I don't know if I, I think I was still sharing on social media, but I didn't know a lot of people. So I didn't like meet up with people or anything like that. And I just ran it for fun. And I, well, for fun, it was for training, but I never like pushed myself because there was no goal time that I Mm -hmm. declared. There was no, I have to, I have to sub for, I have to do this (laughs) because I declared that was my goal all along. (laughs) Right. And I had the best time. Like I probably smiled through the whole thing and I was so happy to get that medal. And I, it was just pure joy. And I was never in the pain cave, you know, because at that point I'd had so much mileage and there was no pressure at all. And then when I did post about it, it was like, surprise, (laughs) marathon today. So that was secret marathon number one. And then the next year actually wasn't my secret, but um, a friend had wanted to, uh, I think, she wanted to do a secret marathon because she didn't want like all the pressure of local friends knowing. Mm -hmm. And I had just done the indie marathon. That was when I, you know, met you. And um, so I said, you know what? I think, I think I'll do the full marathon too. So we did Philly (laughs) marathon and I had, I did have in my mind that I would do it because I have done a number of like back to back two weeks in between full marathons, like as part of being marathon maniacs. And it's actually easier to do two and two weeks than it is to like spread it out. Cause Mm. you don't have to do any more long runs. Right. Yeah. You're already trained. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like you cross the finish of one and you're like immediately taped for the next, next one. one yeah yeah so but, i didn't say anything though like about the second one because it was well my friend didn't want anybody to know that we were even going to philadelphia um, i think the only person i contacted from ig because i knew she was like a um rep was uh rachel who you also yeah yeah uh-huh, runs yeah. pa yeah. yeah so i definitely wanted to meet her so we did we did get to meet up there um so that was and then actually i started thinking about it like and i was kind of tired like from the first marathon and then <laughs> i thought you know what i think i'll switch maybe if i need to i'll switch to the half and then i'll cheer on my friend you know for hers yeah well we got there on a saturday and the race is on sun sunday and on the saturday there there's like all this traffic and we and then we realized, oh, this is the half marathon. Oh, no. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. I can't switch to the half because there is no half the next day. So I guess I'm doing another full. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. oh. So I didn't find that out until after we got there. 
gosh. <laughs> That's the best surprise of a secret. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. No. Yeah, I mean, yes, I did finish that uh, one too. And I then, just. Uh, I have so many places. I like my brain loves going on so many wild idea things with these things, Angela. And like the first thing is like my brain wants to be like, I need to redact this entire part of the podcast because it's such a good idea that I don't want anyone else to have it. And then the second thing my brain's giving me is every time that you would say secret marathon, I don't know why, but my brain was going back to like, when we were all younger and Disney had those like movie of the weeks on Fridays or something. And I feel like secret marathon would have totally been one of like the Disney Friday movies of like person trained secretly for Epic marathon. And like, I don't know why, but those were the two things my brain was giving. So every time you said secret marathon, I was even more in. Um, but yeah, as you're like talking more and more, I'm just like, this is such a good idea, but, if the world knows about it, then everyone's secret marathons. <laughs> um, but oh my God, I just, I love it. I, and I told my wife about it and I watched it like also kind of hit her. And she was like, what, 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 whoa. Like as it just like, once it hits and then it kind of reverberates and then you think about it and you're like, this is ingenious. Like I love everything about it. So that was by far one of my very favorite things. I was like, Angela does secret marathons. Like it feels like you're in like your own private society of runners. And I love it. I love like all the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm telling you though, it's, well, I mean, it's basically that you're just not posting every yeah, day right. about every <laughs> right. single run every or, single thing or you're you not do. putting yeah. your goal out right. there. And I mean, even last year in 2020, I did end up finding, I had been publicly training for the Northern Ohio marathon. And unfortunately that day, and I, I training was going awesome. The day before the race was perfect weather. And then the day of the race, it was like 25 mile an hour monsoon. You know, oh. it was just like crazy <laughs> weather for the race. And so I finished it um, and I finished it happy, but I just <laughs> kind of like took it easy and never had my heart rate go up. And I had in my mind that, you know, I think I, I'm sure there's another race around here, like in two weeks or something. So <laughs> I looked up and it's hard to find marathons in 2020, of course, that sure. were actually still happening. And I, I happened to find this one in, in Indy, um, it was called Veterans Marathon. And I didn't... I didn't know anybody that had done it before and I didn't, I wanted it to be a secret. So <laughs> I, I um, just signed up for it. I went by myself. I drove the day before for like five hours and then I ran it, ran a PR because, you know, no expectations. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and so I just kind of secretly PR'd and then, you know, took the pictures <laughs> of it and then drove back the same day. So it's just so like, good. No pressure, uh, you know, and that um, I, with my friend as well, like who had done the secret Philly in 2018, 
she actually ended up getting her first BQ there. No. <laughs> we did not know that it was a BQ. Like, because it was so, you know, we're just going to have fun. We're not telling anybody. We're not doing this, this for time. Funny. We're just going to have a fun little trip with no pressure, no time pressure whatsoever. And then she goes... And BQs, and we don't find out the next until the next morning because <laughs> I had forgotten her age and that 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 whole thing about it's when you would run like it, whatever. Yes. Age. Yeah, yeah. So she had aged up, and so someone else, like after we did post that we finished it and we were posting pictures with Des and Meb, and you know all this excitement, and her friend had looked at our our friend had looked it up and said. Congrats, you be cute. And this is like <laughs> next morning. We're like, no, I don't think so. I thought your BQ time was this and you ran that. And then I said, When's your birthday? I like Yeah. When's your birthday and when is Boston? And we start, we're like, oh son of a gun. You just be <laughs> we didn't even know because you weren't trying. Were you? Like that's you run more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. When you're not trying so hard for something mm -hmm. and oh. when there's not all that pressure on you and like everybody knows you're going for a certain time or whatever right. like, i think I, you just run differently so I, I mean i'll tell you i mean just honestly angela i've been like i think i want a secret marathon like i think i totally <laughs> want to do that and then, a secret marathon with though yeah, yes yes a hundred percent um, but then secondarily now, um, like, it's like for me in my mind, it's almost like waiting for Christmas, but you don't know what day. I can't wait for the next time that you drop secret marathon. On secret marathon. <laughs> so looking forward to next secret marathon. So I, there's just a lot going on here, but you, you hit us with that. And I was just like. I have so many questions and I love this so much. <laughs> well, I know that was your favorite fact, but my favorite fact that she shared that I feel is Bring very it. impressive. I know what it she, is. I know, right? Like, how do you watch Grey's Anatomy all oh, 17 I love it. seasons? I love it. <laughs> over the I, summer. Like, that's a lot of so commitment. I, I, oh, my goodness. I, I want to tell you, Angela. So this is one of my favorite things that I did as... Um, like an early twenties. Okay. So I, I wanted to share this story with you. I don't think I've told this to like, maybe I think I've told my wife, I don't know if I've told nearly anybody else, but I was, um, I was out with like four of my buddies and you know, you're like 23 and you're all like pumping epic masculinity. You all have to be the best <laughs> version of a guy. And we were like walking to like our car in a Walmart parking lot. And one of my friends said something about, um, like something to do with prove how much of a man you are. And I was like, I will prove how much of a man I am right now. <clears throat> and I stood on top of my car and screamed to the entire Walmart parking lot. I'm 23 years old. I'm a man and I watch Grey's Anatomy. That's what I screamed <laughs> to the entire parking lot. And I was like that, that takes some, you know, that takes some gusto to tell the world, scream <laughs> to the world. How much um, of a fan you are of Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> I have. Um, it was like the thing that my mom and I started watching when I still lived at home and was starting college. And I just can't get out of it. I love everything about it. But I wanted to share that story with you, Angela, that like I had this moment and it's still like 
sits with me with total clarity of like I got on my the, like the back trunk of my car and screamed to a <laughs> a sea of people who didn't need to know it and most of them just looked back like cool okay <laughs> and moved on with their day but yes please please now illuminate us with this incredible binge because I love it so so sometime this summer I decided oh you know what it was I was making I was making a massive bucket list because I mm -hmm. read that when you're going through you know treatments or cancer or whatever um, it's good to like have things to look forward to and to make plans because mm -hmm. that means you can visualize yourself in the future and you know have goals and things like that so of course i think that is when i had decided you know what? i think i'm just gonna run a marathon anyway this fall. <laughs> yeah. and so that it. was one of my bucket list items but that one's like that one is you know hard to do and a lot of work, but others were just like little things. Like I wanted to, you know, eat a lobster roll in New England. And so I did take a trip with my daughter um, to Boston, like uh, right after I finished chemo, or I think it was right after surgery. And, um, you know, just things like that. I started adding to the bucket list just to have some, you know, fun, like, I want to meet up with this friend and do mm -hmm. this and, and just really specific things. And then I thought, like, this, a lot of these are just like running and travel, but I can't like travel all the time. And especially, you know, being more immune compromised and things like right. that. Like, right. what could I do as a goal, but would be like a little more accessible. So I just decided like, I am going to binge watch all 17 seasons of I Grey's love Anatomy. It. And I don't know how long it'll take me, but it'll be, <laughs> you know, and it was good because at that time, like it was harder to run outside in the heat. And mm -hmm. so if I had to run on the treadmill, I was always watching an episode. Yeah. And so then it was like, well, maybe I'll make that my thing where I have to be on the treadmill moving to watch the next episode. And I had watched Grey's like up through, I don't know what season, but like when it was first out yeah. and I followed along and, you know, back when you had to wait a whole week. Um, right. Terrible. Episodes, <laughs> I know. Um, but I started from zero. Like I started oh, the season fantastic. one again because I had to remember, you know, yeah. like all the characters yeah. and everything. And, and actually, this is one way that um, Chris Farrell, uh, who you also yes, yeah. um, you know, interviewed, she and I have been bonding. And she says hi, by the way, because we were just talking <laughs> right before this because she's she's decided like to move on to season 17. Oh, OK. Oh, it's kind of a hard season because it's during 2020 yes. and they make it there. They do a very realistic, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, but it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. So she's having a hard time getting through it right now. And I was thinking, maybe that's not the best. Not the best choice right now. I know. I'm a friend. Yeah. I love friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heavy, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it started with a bucket list and ended up with me powering through 
all 17 That's seasons. Amazing. And I finished the last episode on the day that season 18 just started like a couple weeks ago. That's so amazing. I have, I'm back to having to wait a whole I week. Know. It's, it's not crazy. Fair. It's really, <laughs> don't like it. How dare they ask this patience from us, Angela? Mm-hmm. I, so like, listen, at, at the risk of possibly losing half of our viewership right now, like I oh, just no. like I, like I just want to <laughs> dig in on some of these things. Like, so I mean, everyone has their like, um, like big movement like thing that shakes their foundation in Grey's Anatomy. Like some people, it's you know George, or some people it's Derek, or some people it's what. Like, is there one thing in the series that you were just like? No, that that one I'm not I'm not moving on from that one. Like it like things just hit everybody different and you know, I, I have these conversations uh, with people all the time. What's your shot? Yeah. Um <laughs> one of my fa- listen, this is just so funny. But um one of my favorites is like in the early going whenever um they had the whole denny thing going on before denny became a ghost like when denny was a ghost i was like oh, well, we've gone <laughs> listen like they're not making pottery they're they're not tr- like you know they're not the ghost movie they're not doing all these movies. but um like i think when it, it, meredith was trying to figure out if she was going to be with derek or um be with the veterinarian guy and her and Derek like hook up and then they're supposed to go to this like fake prom and the music of that episode. I'm a, I'm a big person of when music perfectly matches with like a scene or a shot from a show or a movie. The whole thing was just like one of my favorite things. And sometimes if like, um, I'm going back and watching old episodes or something and I get to the episode, I'm like, I have to stop everything I'm doing and I have to watch that episode specifically. But, um, (laughs) I have to give it all my attention and uh people are learning a whole lot more about me than even you I and Grey's Anatomy. Develop, but I love Grey's Anatomy. Um I didn't know. Yeah. yeah I really I love think, I'm trying to think back. I think for me George O'Malley, yeah, uh, you mentioned him, but like on that episode when he does the 007 thing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness. I get coming the first time around i knew this time so it was even maybe worse when you know that that's coming too and you're just watching it play out but anyway (laughs) sometimes my brain even when i know angela sometimes i'm like no 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 it's gonna be different this time oh like it reminds me though of there was a meme i saw about Grey's anatomy about how I've just binge watched all of the seasons and I've been through so much death and so many surgeries that I think I deserve a Harper Avery. Yes. 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 And then there's all of the memes of like, um, you know, like those, there was a thing where commercials started doing like that. They stayed at a holiday and express so they could like do anything, Mm -hmm. but there's all those memes out there of like, you're on an airplane and someone's had an attack and you're like, I've watched 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I can help you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm here ready. for this. I'm here. I'm not a doctor technically, but <laughs> I'm maybe pretty I much signed up this one. Like basically yeah. the same thing. Grandfathered yeah. in. <laughs> I'm going to apply to like Stanford Medical School and just on my entire ticket, just, just 17, MCAT, 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. That's all we've got, but we're in. It's on my resume. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you were hitting us with some between Secret Marathon and Grey's Anatomy. I was like, can I talk to Angela today? Like, good <laughs> grief. Um, oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> anyway, I got to check another thing off my bucket list. Love I completed it. that one. So. I love it. I love it. Um, well, so we're, we are, is it three weeks or four weeks out from Indy now? It is exactly 27 days. Ooh, okay. Okay. Good times. Um, we know a couple people that'll be out that way. Um, so hopefully you get to, to see some friendly IG faces in your mm -hmm. not secret marathon, your public <laughs> marathon. Very public. Very public. Um, but I think I need this one to be public because if it really takes me six and a half hours, I may need some IG need, supporters yes, yes. to be out there in case they start taking down the finish line. <laughs> they'll say, no, she's still coming. Still we'll coming. Right. Yeah, that's what they're going to be there for is to hold up the finish line. That's so. right. Do not take it down. We Just need to. We need to hit up Corey Blair and be like, listen, when you're done, you it's need hot. to be on. Well, t uh, yeah, Todd yeah. was running too, right? Yeah, I think he is. Either oh, yeah. way, there's we some just, people there who are going to hold gonna, it up for yeah, you. We're going <laughs> to okay. figure this out. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I know that the thing that I think I love so much about um, Blair and I joke like runner's math because it's always so irrational and just runners in general often, um, do some wildly irrational things. And, you know, <laughs> you, you mentioned our friend Chris, cause she's such an awesome human too. And like, we had some really good conversations with her around, like, I'm not sure that the fight that she has put into that, like, I'm not trying to say that runners are like the only, you know, the unique set of people unto these things, but her love of running was like what started her determination to find out what was going on with her and then what mm -hmm. made her want to keep fighting. And that's such a, I think a wonderful thing that running in a way was able to give her as she got into that battle. And I love that in the midst of everything that your 2021 has had for you, you were like to hell with that. I'm <laughs> still going to Indy. That's still what we're doing. And that's just mm -hmm. the way it is. And that I just love so much. And that's one of those things that, you know, makes running something that I think means so much to me and means so much to other people. And I'm on a very, very, very lesser scale than you, than Chris. And I, I haven't run in a little while now just from, you know, I got COVID and I didn't want to do mm -hmm. anything with my lungs or any of that stuff. So I've just been taking it easy. But with every passing day in the last week or so has just been like, goodness gracious, do I really love running? And I am excited for when I'm going to get back to running. And I'm excited that that's one of those things that gives us the motivation to even when we get crazy prognoses that makes us say, you know what, I'm not going to just let that thing dominate my lifestyle right now. I'm going to make bucket lists. I'm going to find things to do. All of that running determination kind of like creates this beacon of fuel for you to go. I'm not settling for that. I'm going to go do all these awesome things. And 
listen, if I could be on a plane, get to Indy, yeah, I would too. fight yeah. people. I would yep. fight people. You're not yep. taking them down. Not until Angela's. No, and we would be out there on the course with you. I would like, be come feisty. on, sis, let's go. <laughs> I promise you that. So Thank I am you. I am really, really excited for you to take this on. And I know that um, you know, like like I, I know that today and yesterday were kind of like not what was planned, but you're finding <laughs> yeah. the good. And again, thank goodness for 45 second walk intervals. Um, <laughs> preventing you from dropping down. <laughs> yeah. A minute but, is too long. That's too much time. I can, <laughs> I can like get on my phone. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really, really, really want to thank you for coming on and talking yes. with us. Um I'm really, really happy that you got to share so much of everything with so many members of the running community, with People Magazine, with all of those things. It's all wonderful. And I'm I'm really happy that even though, like you said, to start this entire journey, you were kind of like, I don't know who I can find out here. But the fact that now you're kind of a voice for other people, you're an excellent voice. And I'm so happy that you get to be a person that can help others because you are a bright and wonderful person. And I'm glad that I get to be reminded of that and everything that you post and talk about, even when it's a dark day, sometimes I see you still fighting and that is awesome. Mm -hmm. So thanks for talking to us. Thanks for all that you do. And uh, I'm going to like just package up 27 days of positive vibes and ship them to Indy so that you can go knock that thing out. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Blair, you got anything else? No, this was just a really awesome conversation, just given the month that we're in. And I have family members and friends who have walked this journey. So I, I know that it is beyond challenging and to see you be able to show up every day and to take the movement moment that you can. I think it's just Mm -hmm. so inspiring and I'm so grateful for your time and for what you share with us. There's so much for all of us to learn, even if we're not walking that same path, there's still so much knowledge that you're sharing that we can use in, in, in an everyday situation. So thank you for being you and for what you share with us. Thanks, Blair. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you get back into the world. But I, uh, I like so many others, will be following along, yes. cheering like crazy yep. for you. And uh, I cannot, genuinely cannot wait for the next Secret, <laughs> Marathon. Secret Marathon. So <laughs> thank you for all of this. We appreciate it. And good luck with Indy. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Till next time. Thank you.